This message comes from the book of 2 John, chapter 1 and verse number 9. The Bible says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. Probably the most controversial, certainly one of the most controversial subjects in Christianity is the issue of who is Jesus Christ. In other words, was he God? Was he just the Son of God? Was he simply a prophet? Christianity teaches that Jesus Christ is God. Many people don't believe that. Many people ask themselves, well, how could he be God and also be a man? And I, I, he doesn't always seem to talk like he's God. And lots of questions about this subject. I want you to notice from the verse we read that it says that if a person does not abide, that means if he doesn't rest in the teaching of Christ or the doctrine of Christ, then he does not have God. So this doctrine, this teaching of who Christ is, is very, very, very important. And it's important that we look at what the Bible says. Many people say they believe the Bible, and if you are a Bible believer, I am going to be showing you over the next four weeks, right from the Scripture, who Christ is. And we're going to look at this issue of, is Christ God or is He not? Now, we're going to start, I just wanted to give a little bit of background about the name of Jesus Christ. We often say of Christ, we say our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to give you a little background there. The word Lord means master or ruler. It's one who has authority over another. So we call Him Lord. And then Savior means a deliverer, one who rescues, one who saves. The word Jesus, it means Savior. It means Jehovah saves. So Jesus is called the Savior. His name means the one who saves. He is called Lord, meaning He has authority over us. And then the word Christ, the word Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah. So if you've heard people talk about Jesus being the Messiah, that's in the Hebrew tongue. And Christ means the same thing in the Greek language. And both of those things mean the anointed one, the one who was to come. He was the one that was prophesied to come. So, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to look with me in Exodus chapter 34 and verse number 14. The words will come on the screen for you. And I want you to pay attention because all of these verses that we're going to be looking, from, looking to, both in the Old and New Testament, are going to teach us one thing about Christ today. Uh, it's going to teach us something about God. And then we're going to learn a lesson about Christ. And I think you'll see a very important truth today. Exodus 34, verse 14, it says this, For thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. So, God tells us that He is the one and only God, and we're not to worship any 
one else. The Bible says he is a jealous God. And so God gets very angry when man worships false idols or false gods because worship belongeth to God and God alone. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 16 and 17, the Bible says, Take heed to yourselves. God is talking to His people, the children of Israel. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and He shut up the heaven that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit, unless ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. So again, when we take worship, when we take our honor and our glory, our strength, our might, and we give it to someone other than God, God is not pleased, He's not happy. In the book of 1 Kings, chapter 9, verse number 6, the Bible says, But if ye shall at all turn from following me, ye or your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them. So again, he is uh, warning the children of Israel not to worship any other. Let's go to Psalm chapter 81 and verse 9. It says, There shall no strange God be in thee, neither shalt thou worship any strange God. Now, let's go to the New Testament. I could show you many, many, many verses from the Old Testament where God says that we're not to worship other gods. Okay, if we go to the, uh, the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, that's the very foundation of the Ten Commandments is that there's one God and worship belongs to Him. But for the sake of our message today, I don't have time to go through all the verses, but you can see from the ones I gave you plenty of proof from the Scriptures that worship belongs to God only. Now, if we go to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 9, this is the story in the Bible where Jesus Christ has gone into the wilderness and He's being tempted of the devil. He's being tried. He's being tested. He's fasting. 40 days and 40 nights. And Satan comes to him, and in verse number 9, it says this, And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. So Satan comes to Christ and he says, Listen, I'll give you all these things if you fall down and worship me. Satan wanted Christ to worship him. And in verse number 10, notice the response that Christ gave him. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So from the very words of Christ himself, so if we believe Christ to be a true prophet, or to be the Son of God, or to be God Himself. Whatever it is you believe, whether He's a true prophet, whether He's the Son of God, or whether He's God Himself, He must speak the truth to be one of any of those three. 
He can't be telling a lie and be a true prophet. He can't be the son of God and be lying. He cannot be God and be lying. And he says here to Satan, he says, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. He's saying, look, you're telling me to bow down to you, and I'm telling you the scriptures teach that worship is only for God. So, in all of these verses that we've read so far, we see a very clear picture from the scriptures that worship belongeth to God alone. Now, let's look at some verses in the Bible from the New Testament. And we're going to look at this idea of worship and how the Bible applies this truth or this idea of worship to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to start in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 6. The Bible says, And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world. So it's talking about God bringing the first begotten into the world. That is Jesus Christ. He's the only begotten of the Father. He saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. So here we are in Hebrews. We have God the Father speaking of God the Son. And he says that the angels are to worship him. So this is the first scripture we've looked at where the Bible teaches that worship is ascribed or appointed to or ordained or uh, to be given to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is to be worshipped. In Matthew chapter 14, in verse 33, it says this, Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. So here we have Christ being worshipped. And you will never, ever find Christ anywhere in his life, as it's recorded in the New Testament, rebuking someone who worships him. You see Christ telling Satan to only worship God, but when he, when people bow down to him, when people give him worship, he does not stop them. He does not rebuke them. We go to John chapter 9, and in John chapter 9, there's a story about a blind man whom Jesus healed. And Jesus, after healing the man, he would meet the man again. And in verse number 35, it says this, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? Now what had happened is this. Jesus had healed the blind man. He was a Jew. The leaders of the Jewish religion came to him and they wanted him to deny that Jesus had healed him. They didn't like Jesus and they didn't want Jesus getting the glory or getting the credit. And the man said, look, I can't deny that this man healed me. And so they were going to cast him out. They cast him out of their fellowship. And so Jesus finds the man and he says, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And the man said this in verse 36. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, verse 37, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. In verse 30, 
8, and he said, Lord, I believe, and then notice what he did, and he worshipped him. So again, we find someone worshipping Christ, and you will not see Christ stopping that or rebuking that. He receives it. We go to Matthew chapter 28, and this is after the resurrection of Christ. And in verse number 9, it says, And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hell. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. So now we have his disciples at his feet, and they are worshipping him. Verse 10, Then said Jesus unto them, Stop. Don't worship me. No, that's not what he said. He didn't tell them to stop. He said, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there they shall they see me. So they worship him. Does he rebuke them? No, he doesn't. He says, go and tell the brethren that they'll see me in Galilee. Verse number 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven. 17, it says they worshipped him. And in verse number 18, he says to them, All power is given unto me. Now, does that sound like a man who is denying worship? Does that sound like a man? who is rejecting what is being given to him, but it sounds like a man who is receiving it, embracing it, and building upon it. They fall and they worship him, and he says, all power is given unto me. In Acts chapter 10, we're going to look and see a place here with Peter, the apostle, the lead disciple, in verse 25 and 26. It says, And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. So in this verse, we have a man bowing down to Peter, and he worships him. And Peter says, Wait a minute, stand up. I am a man, don't worship me. Now, if Peter understood that worship belonged to God only, and he had the presence of mind to rebuke someone who was worshiping him. Don't you think Jesus should do the same thing if he were only a man, if he were only a prophet? If he were only a prophet, why would he receive what Peter refused to receive? Worship belongs to God only. Jesus readily received that worship and said, All power is given unto me. Also, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 14, verse 11, it says this, And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lycaonia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. So in the... Roman religion, Jupiter 
and Mercurius, or Mercury, were both gods that they worshipped. And these people associated Barnabas and Paul with the gods. They said the gods had come down from heaven. Verse 13, Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. So they were ready to give sacrifice or to make sacrifices to Paul and Barnabas as gods. In verse 14, which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and they ran in among the people crying out and saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein. So Paul and Barnabas says, no, don't sacrifice to us. No, we're not gods come down from heaven. We are men. We are men who are of like passions just like you. And they, would, they refuse to receive that worship because Paul, just like Peter and Barnabas, understood that worship belongs to the Lord God only. But notice the contrast of what Jesus did. His disciples worshipped him, he received it. The blind man worshipped him, he received it. And then he said to them, all power is given unto me. Now, we cannot prove or show you that Christ is God in one sermon or one message. What I'm going to be doing today and for the next three weeks is I'm going to be building upon this idea that Christ is God. Today I've given you one truth that gives you insight as to why Christ is God. And the truth today is the idea that number one, worship is reserved for God alone. The Bible clearly tells us that in the Old Testament. Jesus made that point himself to Satan when he told Satan to only worship God. But Jesus himself received worship readily, happily, condoned it, and even said to those worshiping him that all power belonged unto him. And then we contrast that with Paul and Peter, who were preachers of the gospel, who knew the truth of God's word, who had been mightily used of God, but when someone bowed down to worship them or, or went to offer sacrifices to them, they rent their clothes and they said, no, we are men, we're not God, we cannot receive worship. So the first truth or the first idea that helps us to understand who Christ is is the idea that he received worship. Next week, we're going to get into this more, and we're going to talk about another aspect of the person of Christ that shows us why Christ is not just the Son of God. He's not just a prophet. He is God. If you're watching this program, and you're not 100% sure that if you died today, we want you to know for sure that heaven is your home. If you live in the Kamasi area, please come out and visit us. We're located in Beauchene, just past the Beauchene Market on the right-hand side. We have a big signboard. We'd love to have you visit our church. If you would like some more information about salvation, if you'll send a message to our WhatsApp number, 
We'll get back to you. You can also message us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. You can find our messages on YouTube, Fundamental Hour. Please go there. You can find our other messages from TV3. We love you, and we appreciate you tuning in to the Fundamental Hour. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.